Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that is going to help you become your best self. Today, we are going to be talking about toxic positivity. And just a quick note, if you want to learn more about the show and connecting with me and possibly winning a gift card, please stay tuned to the end of the episode and you will get all the details there. So toxic positivity. I am all about positivity, you know, and I don't think there are very many people that know me that would say anything different because I'm not shy about it. I'm not shy here. I'm not shy in person. I, it's like one of the things that I'm not shy about, you know, positivity is something I stand very firm on and try to encourage others to share the same view, not push it on you. No, not force. Nope. But I definitely want to encourage it. I definitely, it's one of my biggest things I want to encourage, even just by being positive myself and hoping I can be a role model for that kind of mindset. But not everyone is affected the same by positivity because it doesn't come across as positive or helpful when it is presented in certain ways or even by certain people. And, you know, something I didn't really know about until recently, and I would say probably at the top of this year or maybe a little bit last year, at the end of last year, Um, was the pushback on positivity because of the idea of toxic positivity. And so um, later in the episode, I'm going to go over some responses that people say that are considered toxic positivity and like the better response to give to someone that's more compassionate and helpful. But I will say that I have fallen, um, I don't know if victim is the correct term, but I have said some of these things that would be considered toxic, but I never meant them in a toxic way. So I definitely wanted to point that out. So there are a lot of people that I know, whether on the internet or in real life, that are very positive, very encouraging. You know, they want to be helpful to people. That is their goal. Same as me. And sometimes we can get a little caught up, you know, in being overly positive to try to overcompensate for anything negative happening in our lives. And I guess you could say it could get carried away because some of the things that People are considering toxic positivity seem like things that could be fine, but I could see how they could be misconstrued or taken in a way that isn't received well. And like I already mentioned, some people just don't take things as positively. So it has to come from an even more compassionate angle, which I'm totally open for. And I and I, this is just really an example of me uh, learning more about something and how it could affect others, you know, in a different way. And that's not to say that you have to change everything about you and how you deliver um, your encouragement and your help to people uh, just because everyone has like a certain way of receiving it. But it's more of me being conscious that it is a wave that is strongly hitting everyone, especially social media right now. And I think it would be very helpful to talk about it, to learn about it, and to understand it. And I am totally open to that. And it's really good to be open to um, possible changes and tweaks in your beliefs and in your values. Um, it doesn't mean you have to. It just means that you're willing to explore it and see if that will still align with you or not. So I just wanted to put that out there because I know it can be really tough for people when it's like, well, why do I have to change everything for everyone just because one person decides that it's offensive? And Yes, I totally get that. That is another conversation because I do feel like we are in a culture uh, where a lot of people want to be offended about every single thing in the world, which I think is kind of silly. Um, But that's why I say you have to investigate it, look into it, and see if it actually aligns with what you're about. So 
Toxic positivity is the idea that no matter what you're going through, you know, if it's super difficult, if it's terrible, if it's just something that's not great but not the end of the world, um, the idea is you have to remain positive and only have what someone would call, quote-unquote, good vibes. (laughs) And I'm sure we're all familiar with good vibes. A lot of people, like, that's what they put on their Instagram captions. That's what they're saying to you. That's what they're being like, oh, you know, like if you're on Clubhouse, I'm on Clubhouse. If you ever want to come communicate with me, I am there, Sabrina J. Perozo. That is my name. I'd love to chit-chat with you and get to know you. Awesome. But even on Clubhouse, people are like, oh, yeah, they're title rooms. Like, this is the good vibes room. I was in one tonight, even. And they were talking about gratitude and asking you, like, what are you grateful for this week and what are you looking forward to? And, you know, I feel like there could be like actual, real, positive connotations on good vibes and positivity. Um, But I can understand how it seems really disingenuous and it seems super fake and like something that is just put on. But that is the idea of toxic positivity, of just like, you know, not really acknowledging (laughs) what you're going through, just kind of slapping a label of positivity on it. Now, I am, as you know, I am such a big supporter of positivity because I believe it can actually help you in your life. Positivity can actually help you. It doesn't have to be something that's super fake or something that someone just says or tries to put on you to either make you stop talking about what you're going through, kind of shut you up kind of idea. Because I feel like people often will do that. They'll be like, oh no, have good vibes because they don't want to hear about the pain that you're going through. They don't want to hear about what is actually troubling you because that could really trigger them to, you know, have to look into themselves and figure out what's going on with them. Or they're just more concerned with how it would look in a group of people if they're in a mixed group and you're telling like some actual real vulnerable emotions and they're like, no, this is not the time. And maybe it's not the time, but also people just kind of want to slap like a, like a quiet sticker on you and be like, no, 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 just good vibe. Let's not talk about it. Um, but there could be another reason that people just, you know, they don't understand. A lot of people just don't understand what other people are going through. So it's just easier to be like, no, just have good vibes. So, um, but I do believe positivity can actually really help you. You know, I believe taking the perspective of a positive attitude when you are dealing with difficult things can be helpful to not fall into what I like to always reference here is a deep, dark pit of despair. Um, And that pit can look different for everyone and it can include many different emotions for every single person. But um, you don't want to fall into that pit because it's so much harder to pick yourself up once you've fallen into that than it is to like just step right over it or maybe just step one toe in it and be like oh wait no (laughs) just kidding this is not the place for me you know positivity can be the perspective change that you need in really tough moments that is where I stand on that but that doesn't mean you need to dismiss what you're going through absolutely not this doesn't mean you will diminish what you're dealing with which is what something I talk about all the time when I reference the five minute reset um but just keep you level-headed and hopefully putting a bulk of your focus on gratitude. You know, we love to talk about gratitude around here because it will keep you in the moment and not into a whirlwind of twisted and confused feelings that won't really help you cope. You know, when you let yourself get all kind of tangled up in your feels, in your stress, um, in your depression, in your anger, in your anxiousness, like all of these things and you just like spin, you feel like you're kind of spinning out of control, those things aren't going to actually help you. So by actually taking a different perspective and mindset of positivity, 
that can actually help you. That can actually help you calm down and realize what's going on and what you actually need to do to focus on the best things for you. So that is why I'm such a big proponent of positivity. So today I want to talk to you about the differences between between toxic positivity responses and compassionate responses. And like I said, this is kind of new for me as well because uh, some of these phrases I have said to people before, but really with the best intent in mind, but we're all learning here. And so I have seven phrases that are commonly said um, that are considered toxic positivity, and I do understand why. And then, um, and so to every toxic positivity response, I have a compassionate response for you. So the first one is everything happens for a reason versus I hear you. So the everything happens for a reason, that is the toxic positivity one. Um, And obviously the I hear you is the compassionate one. So it's, it's, it's tough. I decided to start with one that I say all the time. Everything happens for a reason. I genuinely believe this. I believe that God has created our lives to happen in such a fashion that is for a reason. It's been planned out for us before we were even born. That is something that I will not change my belief in because it is straight from God um, and from the Bible. You know, it's, it's, it's what's going to happen. However, I do understand that by saying that to someone who is going through something really difficult, something they never thought they would have to experience or go through. And by saying, well, everything happens for a reason, that's not really helpful, right? It's not helpful in the moment. Saying something like, I hear you is helpful. It's like, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. You want to make sure that they feel heard. They feel seen. They feel like you're there for them, right? They, uh, someone's actually listening. Someone's not just trying to be like, well, you know, it kind of like the response of, it is what it is, right? Like that's not helpful. That's not compassionate. That is not giving any sort of like care to what they're going through. So I can understand why saying everything happens for a reason <laughs> is not going to be the best response. It could definitely be a response that's given um, down the line, maybe when they've had more time to think about what they're going through um, and in a more compassionate, uh, understanding way, as opposed to just saying it right out, but saying something like, I hear you is better. So the second one is look on the bright side (laughs) versus I'm here for you. So a lot of times when people do say look on the bright side, it's, I I understand that it means like, okay, like, you know, just change your mindset, you know, kind of like switch it, switch it from negative to a positive. But I feel like that could be a little condescending of like, look on the bright side. It's like, you know what? Instead, you should say, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm standing by you. Um, I may not understand what you're going through, but I want to be here for you and do for you what you need. Because by looking on the bright side, they might not be ready to, and that's totally fine. It could just be really fresh what they're going through. It could just be something super brand new and they don't understand it. Um, You know, their heart could be broken. So they're not ready to look on the bright side yet. There will come a time where it'll be a great time to nudge them into doing that and encouraging them to do so, but definitely not in the beginning and not when they're going through the most pain. No, we all need to like stop avoiding our pain. We need to start moving through our pain so we can understand it and grow and learn from it. Uh, so the next, the third one is it could always be worse. <laughs> I laugh because, you know, I've said that. I've said, like, well, you know, well, you know it's, it could always be worse. I'm pretty sure I said that, said that to my husband like last week. And, uh, and I think he gets where I'm coming from. But in general, like saying that to someone, it's better to say, tell me more about it. 
as opposed to just because I feel like when you say it could always be worse, you are right then and there diminishing what they're going through. You're right then and there comparing their pain and their experience to someone else that should be more important, you know, and that their problem or experience or whatever it is isn't as bad. You know what I mean? Um, and it's funny that I've actually said this to someone when it's actually been said to me in a really tough time. So when my daughter, uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter and I went into the hospital to have her and then I actually, uh, and her labor was pretty tough. Like she did not want to come out. They almost had to vacuum her. I, you know, I had to be induced and all of this crap. Right. And so she finally came out and like they got her out and it was great. But, um, (laughs) On top of this story is the fact that I had this like really weird rash and it wasn't a pregnancy rash and they thought at first it was ringworm, but it really wasn't. It was just, I don't even know if we really figured it out because a lot of that time was like a blur for me. But, um, but because of that, because they're still trying to figure out even what it was, um, after she was born, cause they were trying to deal with it before, but they're trying to figure out after I couldn't hold her and I was so sad. And you know, I'm like a first time mom. I only have one kid, right? And so at this point, this is, this is my kid, you know, I've been waiting nine months. Um, actually, I technically have been waiting six months because I didn't know I was pregnant until I was in my second trimester. But nonetheless, I was waiting and I was crying and I was so sad. And so the nurse had come in and uh, she was like, oh, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, I'm just so sad because I can't hold my baby. And she had said something to me in the way of like, well, it could be worse or blah, blah, blah. Or there's women that never get to hold their babies. And I was just so like, what? And it definitely like shut me up because I was just like, sure. Okay. I get it. There are people in the world. There are women in the world that have babies and they don't get to hold them and they don't get to keep them or whatever, whatever the situation is, right? Or they, or they come out and they're like a stillborn, right? I get that. I get that. I mean, I don't understand that pain, but I understand that that could be painful. However, I don't think it was not fair. And anyone I tell this story to, it's like not fair that the nurse said that to me because like, it would have been more comforting to be like, oh, okay, you know, like, uh, maybe not the response that I'm putting in here, which the compassionate response to this would be, tell me more about it. But it could be like, okay, I understand that you're feeling this way. And, you know, we're working on trying to figure out what's going on with you. So you can hold your baby. We want to keep her safe. Like, there are a hundred different things that this nurse could have said to me. And, but she chose to be like, oh, well, you should just be grateful that you have a baby. Like, come on. So I definitely liken that to like, it could always be worse. Like don't diminish their feelings. Don't diminish what they're going through. You know, let them go through what they're going through and say, tell me more about it if they want to, and just come up to them and be with them with compassion. Okay. So the fourth one is stop being so negative. (laughs) Um, I've only said this to someone like in jest, you know, like I know them. It was a sarcastic thing. I don't think I've ever said this to anyone that's actually been going through an experience. I feel like that'd be really rude. It'd be really rude. But instead of saying stop being so negative, you should say it's normal to feel negative in this situation. Do you see how much stronger and better that sounds? It's normal to feel negative in this situation, which it is. Whatever you're going through, it's normal to feel 
whatever you're feeling. And even if it's feelings that you feel are super abstract, it's still normal because those are your feelings and that's how you're feeling in the moment. So instead of saying stop being so negative, which that's not going to make them automatically stop being negative, just an FYI for you, um, it's probably going to just make them mad. Um, Say it's normal to feel negative in this situation because you're kind of giving them the freedom to continue to feel what they're feeling, which is the healthy thing to do. Okay, so the fifth one is you'll get over it. You're going to say to someone, you'll get over it. Like, I mean, they probably will, but why are you stating it that way? That's kind of rude. Instead of saying you'll get over it, say, uh, it's hard, but I believe in you. So because they're going to get over it at whatever in whatever time period that they choose is best for them because also it is not fair to dictate how long someone should be in a healing stage and a healing experience because it's up to them and it's up to how they can feel like they can get back to whatever their quote-unquote normal will be a functioning self and everything affects everyone so differently based upon what you've already experienced and um the like the height of your emotions and how you experience things and whatever this thing that happened meant to you or didn't mean to you right so it's pretty unfair for someone to say you'll get over it, it's better to say it's hard, but I believe in you. And you're acknowledging that it's hard and you're letting them know it's okay that it's hard. And, you know, you make them feel more comfortable. You make them feel like it's they're not weird or out of bounds for feeling how they are and that you believe that they will get, get through it. And that is a vote of confidence that they may need right in that moment. The sixth one is never give up. I, you know, it's funny because... I have said this, not necessarily like just like that, like never give up, like never give up. <laughs> it's just like, no, we don't give up. Um, but I could see how just saying that without anything else could be um, unhelpful because it's just a statement of like, you're not telling them how or giving them any other encouragement. You're just telling them not to do something, which is, can be again, condescending. So instead of saying never give up, say, it's okay to give up sometimes because it is, it totally is. Um, it's okay to give up sometimes. Would the outcome be different if you didn't? So you're really giving them a choice to think through the choice that they're making if they do need to give up, which again, it's okay to give up sometimes. Sometimes changes need to be made. And if you, and that's part of self-love, I believe, is making changes when you feel they need to be made because they're just not working for you or you feel uncomfortable or it's not working out. Um, You know, there's a difference between giving up and then there's a difference between like the giving up because it's too hard and then giving up because it's just not right, right? And you have to make that own... You have to make that decision on your own. But yeah, as opposed to just telling someone flat, like never give up, you're not providing any encouragement for them. You're It's okay to tell them that it is okay to give up, but also give them a chance to rethink like what they may or may not be giving up and if that is going to be the best choice for them. Okay, so the last one I have for you is you should look for the good. <laughs> this one was actually really hard to put on the list, but I wanted to do that because Um, It's hard for me because there's actually a song by Jason Mraz, who is one of my top favorite artists of all time, where he has a song that's called Look for the Good. Um, And it's just because it's like, that's the name of the song. I know, uh, based upon what I know about him, he is very genuine and he wouldn't mean it in a condescending way. But sometimes when you say like, just look for the good, you're just asking them to, or you should look for the good. You're just asking them to only look at the good, which is something that I would never encourage someone. I think that a majority of your time looking at the good, the positive, the blessings in your life can be very helpful. But even the majority for me could be like 65% um, because it's it's still above half and half. And it's still enough to keep your head above water and keep you 
keep going through your life and actually still accomplishing things. Um, but yeah, but by just telling someone to look for the good always and never letting them actually look introspectively into who they are and what they're all about and why this thing is affecting them the way that it is, you're not really helping them grow and learn as a person. So instead of saying, you should look for the good, you should say, it's probably hard to see any good in this right now. How can we make sense of this right now? So you're acknowledging that, yeah, it's probably hard for them to see any good right now, and that's okay. And then also following it up with, hey, how can we make sense of this? How can we understand why this is happening? Or how can we understand how you can move forward from this? Or how can we understand what you can grow from this, how you can grow from this? And those are more productive, uh, productive, sorry, productive, productive questions to ask someone who is going through something really tough. So that is all seven responses that I wanted to go through today that I thought would be really helpful in talking about toxic positivity and then also offering you a more compassionate response to give to someone instead. So um, and that is it uh, for this episode. And just a quick reminder that if you're having a hard day and you feel really stressed and overwhelmed and you kind of just want to draw a line in the sand and make the decision that you are going to move on from this part of your day and leave it behind you, I encourage you to try the five-minute reset, which is just to take at least five minutes to be by yourself, to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. It allows you to take a break from any issues or burdens that you're dealing with, come up with any resolutions for problems and issues that you are currently dealing with alone or with someone else. And I always encourage everyone to come up with a list of at least four things that you are grateful for, big, small, medium size, grateful for a new pair of shoes, grateful for getting, being able to order pizza out, that's me, grateful for um, more sunny days, and grateful that you have um, wonderful, supportive people in your life. You can be grateful for anything and everything. And then last but not least, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day, because hopefully reflecting on your gratitude list and all the other blessings in your life will help you to be more positive and help you get through those negative times a lot easier. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. Check the description box below for notes for this show, where you can find me on Instagram, which is at Sabrina Joy Perozo. You can also find me on Clubhouse at Sabrina J Perozo. And follow me there and have conversations. Ping me into your rooms. Come say hi. Actually talk. Um, you can also send me an email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topic suggestions, or just to say hey, hi, and hello to me. And visit my website, sabrinajoy.com for more things, <laughs> all the things. So thank you so much for listening and downloading. And I please, please, I encourage you to share the show. And the next episode after this coming out will be called Putting Happiness on Hold. But until then, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.